Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Welcome to the podcast. We're talking with John Fornoff today, and he is an award-winning, Emmy award-winning producer, director, writer, voice actor, does lots of radio dramas, but he's also written a number of screenplays and works in the entertainment and media industry. Welcome to the podcast today, John. Thank you, Craig. It's great to be here. You bet. I'm in Northern California. John is in Southern California, although I know that before he was in Colorado for some time, and then he uh, has spent a tremendous amount of time in Alabama. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I've been around. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, let's see. Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, Louisville, Kentucky, Mobile, Alabama, Colorado, and now California. Yeah. Okay. Anything further west is going to be Hawaii for you. That's as far oh, as... Hey, I'm, I'm game. <laughs> That's right. I've never been to... You know what? I've traveled over 100 countries of the world. I have never truly been to Hawaii. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been to London way more times and Paris way more times. And I've only been to Hawaii through the airport a couple of times because back in the day uh, when I first started traveling, uh, if you went from Asia to, to the West Coast, the plane would stop in Hawaii, let off passengers, and then they would refuel the plane. And in those days, you had to get off the plane for about an hour, hour and a half for um, safety reasons. And so yeah. I would wander around the, the Honolulu airport and look out at Diamond Head and said, you know, it'd be really nice to come back here. This looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but I never got back. So uh, that, that's on, if you can believe that or not, that's on my bucket list. <laughs> that's is, great. Is, is Hawaii. Hey, I know that you uh, graduated from the University of South Alabama. I believe mm -hmm. that's right. And, and what, what led you into media? Give, give us a little bit of background about you. Oh, sure. Um, my dad was a great storyteller. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like a credit manager at Teledyne. So he's doing left brain stuff, but he's also very right brain. He's kind of both. But he's a wonderful storyteller. He was a favorite uncle of uh, my all the nieces and nephews because he would tell these amazing stories. And he would make them up. And my mom and dad divorced when I was about, oh, I don't know, five, I guess, five or six, something like that. And so we would... Uh, travel to his house every the weekend on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. It was about an hour and a half, something like that, hour and a half, two hours. And um, as we're getting ready to head back home, my sister and I would just sit up on the edge of our seat. Daddy, daddy, tell us a story, tell us a story. And he'd say, hold on. And he paused for a little bit. And then he'd go, once upon a time, Ooh. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and the yes. dot, dot, dot would take us amazing places. That's a great start to a story. Oh, yes, exactly, exactly. And he'd take us right up to the climax of the story and uh, right on, like, heroes on the edge of the cliff and the and the bad guys are coming and there, there's no way out. And then he stopped and goes, what happened? He goes, hold on. And then he'd begin again, you know, and he'd time it so we, we would pull into our gravel driveway, which is right as we pulled into the gravel, gravel driveway, he would go, and they lived happily ever after. Oh, how cool. And you know, he knew how to time that, didn't he? Oh, he did. <laughs> he knew how to time it. He was a wonderful storyteller. And so it got me into storytelling. And one day he came home, he worked for General Electric. One day he came home with this new invention called 
the cassette tape recorder. Ooh. Yes. Back then they had those big reel-to-reel machines and now they could put it on a compact cassette you could put in your pocket. And he said, it, it, it was really expensive back then. Like, I don't know, six or 700 bucks, something like that. Remember, it's a lot, a lot of money. But he let me record on. He says, you can tell your own stories. That was the birth of me telling stories. So I, I, of, I made it my own race. A lot yeah. of those cassette recorders had their own built-in microphone. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This one had a separate one, but they, yeah, the condenser microphone built right in. Um, and so he, he would, he, he took me to the kitchen and he says, come here, come here. So he took me to the kitchen. He's telling me about making these stories, right? Because he said, when I was a kid, we used to grow up listening to the Lone Ranger and Superman and the Shadow, you know? And so he introduced me to this whole world of storytelling. He took, takes me out to the kitchen. He's, he turns on the, on the kitchen faucet and he says, what's that? I said, um, it's a, it's a faucet. He said, no, it's a, it's a waterfall. It's like, uh-huh. oh, I can do my sound effects to my stories. Yes. So anyway, it interests me this whole world. So I'm excited about working in this wonderful world of, I call them radio adventures because that's what it's like old time radio, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's only one problem. This is my dream. I want to do, radio, like, do radio adventures. That's what I do the rest of my life. There's only one problem. Nobody was, was doing them anymore. <laughs> they died in the 60s. It's like, when I grew up, I want to become a telegraph operator, you know, uh, but that didn't quite work out. So, but uh, in 1987, Adventures in Odyssey started a wonderful radio drama. And 10 years later, I started working for him. So that, that's my, that's how I get kind of jumped into the radio side of the things. I, there's a TV side too, but that's, we'll start with the radio side there. Well, uh, you know what, the whole idea of radio side, uh, you know, here we are in the 2020s. Mm-hmm. And radio has been around for about, not quite, but about 100 years. So radio dramas actually are much, much uh, a, a bigger history, longer history than television for sure, which yep. was late, late 40s, early 50s, uh, but, but not quite what film. Mm-hmm. Is, is there still a marketplace or an arena for radio dramas? Oh, wow, yes. In fact, <laughs> it, it's really taking off now. Um, Hollywood's starting to get interested. Just this year, um, Spotify spent millions of dollars on uh, doing uh, dramatized, they have all kinds of names for it, dramatized podcasts. Some of them call them uh, scripted podcasts. Uh, some people call them uh, fiction, all kinds of, I think we should call them audio movies, but whatever they are, it's really old-fashioned audio drama right radio drama and right now it audio the audiobook industry this is a this is like a guy or a lady reading a book right okay that's a huge industry it's like it's going like 12 percent a year but now they're opening up to this whole new thing quote unquote where they have full cast sound design music all that kind of stuff and now they're waking up to this part of it and that's taking off again hollywood's getting interested they're investing millions of dollars in in this uh, especially during the pandemic and they're they're um it's taken off taken off why do you think it's taking off um, it, it's, it's a combination of things, uh, the timing right now, because we're, you know, going through our, our pandemic time here is, uh, it, it's, it's hard to get film and TV going right now because of all the social distancing and all the kinds so of you, stuff. So you can, you consume your own media, uh, on your own. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so audio, it fits. I mean, you can do audio drama in your home. You know, and we could we we can do remote recordings right now. So that's what we we're gonna do one next week, uh, for a show called Jonathan Park. 
so we'll have all our actors at their own home studio and they literally phone it in kind of thing and they send Ooh, in their audios really phone it in. yeah yeah it's amazing what happens and you can't tell the difference <laughs> was this done in the studio or was it done whatever you know so, I, re I remember as a kid in the 60s yes i'm that old but i'm not mm -hmm. in, not from the 50s in, in, the, <laughs> in the 60s I remember a show that was one of the top Christian dramas, Unshackled. Yes, I write for them. I yeah. write for that show. I yes, you do. And yes. that was, and I think still is, a incredible. You know the all the dramatic effects, sound effects, and the voices, and yes. people, uh, like walking down a hallway, and you could hear the steps and all that. You, the mind is a powerful dramatic tool, don't you think? Oh yes, it's amazing. You know what's fun about it, Craig? Is is when I, I love watching movies. I watch you know wonderful TV shows, that kind of stuff. But there's something about when you do an audio drama, because you are participating. You're you're picturing what that person looks like as he walks down the hall. You're picturing what the hallway looks like. You're you're the set designer. You're the you're the director. I mean, you're you're you, you've. You kind of see where they go. They go this way. They go that way. You, you, um, it's, it's your, your mind and your imagination is participating, and you become part of the drama, right? And it's that's part of the the, the magic and the fun of it. Great conversation with John Fornoff. We will be back in thirty two seconds. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Welcome back to the conversation. Let's hear more from John Fornoff. Now, you've done, I, I was I'm looking at your bio and, and some of the wonderful uh, aspects of your background. You've done something more than 175 radio dramas, yeah? Uh, uh, episodes. I've written episodes. 175 yeah. episodes. That's what I mean. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And worked on, uh, I think, I think I counted, it's like 15 separate audio drama franchises. And right. I got to start seven of those. So I've been, I just, this is my playground. <laughs> I love it, you know? Very cool. So. Now you've worked with some notable actors that uh, have enjoyed doing audio dramas uh, as mm -hmm. much as they are in front of the screen. Name name some of the people uh, that you've directed on some of these, and they're they're well known. Oh yeah, just I've been blessed. I've worked with hundreds of actors, wonderful actors, and, and there are a few you know name name people that you would know. Uh, John Reese Davis, who played Gimli the Dwarf in Lord of the Rings. Yes, uh, just a great guy, and he's not a dwarf; he's a big guy. He's a big guy with a big he, voice. He, yeah. he, used to, he used to be bigger, but he lost weight. Well, that's true. He did that too. Wonderful guy. I love John. Just a wonderful, wonderful man. Um, let's see here. We've done a lot of stuff together. Then John Reese Davis, I work with, um, Sean Astin. He mm -hmm. played Sam in yeah. Lord of the Rings and Rudy. Joanne Froggett. Yep. Joanne Froggett. I uh, played in, um, yeah, Joanne Froggett was amazing. Downton Abbey. Right. Uh, she, she won a golden globe right, right after I directed her. Uh, and she, she is, she was wonderful. Of course. Oh, Anthony Daniels, uh, oh, yeah. plays C3PO. Yeah. He, he was fun. And uh, just, oh, he was a joy. And then uh, Doctor Who, uh, Tom Baker, the longest running Doctor Who, Doctor uh, Tom Baker. And they've gone, gone through a number of Doctor Whos, and that is a very popular 
international um, series that's been around for decades. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, you were able yes. to go to London for some of these. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to London a lot to record. Uh, that's where we recorded most of our dramas is in London. I work with the show called Lamplighter Theater and another one called The Extraordinary Adventures of G.A. Henty. And uh, working on both those shows, we recorded in London and we got some, you know, some of the top talent we could find. And it was just a joy. It was just a joy working on those. And, uh, and there's more to come. So. How does it work out that, I mean, the people that are notable actors, the majority of these are character actors, which I like, I, I think that's great. A lot of times the character actors have, have less ego than, than the leading men. Not always, but, but often. And mm -hmm. how do, do they approach, when you approach them for a role or through a casting uh, director and such, is, is it easy to, or how difficult is it to, to engage their services for some of these dramas? Oh, it's interesting, in, uh, in London, it's easier because radio drama is still going strong over there. I mean, okay. BBC is still doing it. So they recognize that they love it actors love it because you you show up at the studio you don't have to memorize your lines you don't right. have to worry about wardrobe or makeup you just show up in your flip-flops and whatever although yeah. they over there they wouldn't show up in the flip-flops at all it's more it's much more too, formal too cold for flip-flops <laughs> that's true too cold for flip-flops but um and, and so um but but back to your back to your question is um is it easy to get them? It's easier over in London to get them because they're familiar with the medium, that kind of thing. Thing we, um, uh, you know, the, the ones we almost got, like we almost got Patrick Stewart, you know, we almost got uh, Andy Serkis. Uh, we almost, you know, this because these guys are sure they'll do it. They just had a question and schedule that kind of thing. Sure. Over in the U.S., it's a little different because radio drama. What's that? We're, we're just now starting to wake up to it, but it's like you know that kind of thing. So you have to kind of coax them. A funny story is. Um, we're going after Sean Astin, right? And I'm talking to the agent and the agent's like, radio drama, I don't know, well, we'll see, kind of, they're kind of, you know, whatever. And, you know, it's a lot of money, right? So, and so and I've heard Sean's a great guy, but the agent was kind of like, yeah, whatever kind of thing. So we're in the studio recording and my client was a little, you know, he really wanted to get Sean Astin, you know? So anyway, we're in the studio recording our, our drama, recording it. And we took a break because it was pretty intense. We were going through, it's an intense schedule. We're taking a break. So we took everybody took a break. Everybody's kind of lounging around. There's, there's Sean Astin over there kind of on his cell phone. It's like, what, what, what? There's Sean, what? Sean Astin is in our studio? He was leaning against the wall texting. It's like, what just happened? I walk over and said, oh, hi, Sean. How you doing? He said, oh, yeah. Hey, is this a studio where they, they do a binicula? I was like, oh, no, that's down the hall. Oh, okay. So he walked in the wrong studio. Oh. Our studio, he just like God beamed him in. So while we're walking down the hall, I said, "I Sean, we're, we're talking about doing this this radio drama. It's it's a Civil War thing, and just wanted to see. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I heard about it. Hey, tell my agent. Yeah, we can do that. even today. We'll do. Just tell my agent. Okay, bye. And he left. So I called the agent. <laughs> I said, "I was just talking with Sean, and uh, he said he'd like to do this drama." <laughs> so anyway, that's how I got Sean. You could not uh, make that up if you tried. <laughs> I mean, he was beamed into our studio. I just looked over and there he is in our studio texting. It's like, it was, what? It was, it was meant to be for some It was meant to be. Yeah. Providential. What, was, what is the average length of a radio drama? Is it 15 minutes? Is it a half hour? Well, the way we do them, we do them for broadcast. And that's kind of, most of my clients are set up for that. 
And so they average about say 20, 25, 26 minutes. And is the other, are the other uh, minutes filler with advertising and things like that or what? Uh, that uh, includes the open and the close for the show, the theme. It includes, um, yes, the commercials, uh, bumpers in and out, like music com coming in and out of the, of the commercial segments. And yeah, so that rounds out the 30. Now, where, where are these uh, radio dramas going to air? Where, where, where can people find them? Oh, sure. Uh, Lamplighter Theater is heard, um, wow, in 32 different countries all over the world, but it's heard, heard all over the U.S. So lamplightertheater.com. And I think they've got a list of stations there. So Lamplighter Theater is going strong. Uh, that's, you can listen to that. Also, you can listen free online. They do one episode at a time. And of course, you can always you know, get the CD or the MP3 download. So that's Lamplighter Theater. Um, another one that's going strong is uh, Jonathan Park. And that one you can stream. Um, the Adventum is not one. It's, it's um, Adventum is, is streaming an empty. That's a Bible adventure show done by Wise King Media. There's that one. Spell, and spell them, spell Adventum for people. <clears throat> sure. Adventum is A-D-V-E-N-T-U-M. Okay. It's Latin for the adventure. Ah. And we take the Bible as an adventure story and it is fun. Mm. Oh, wow. We, we, <laughs> we, uh, that's, that's an amazing show. We're getting some wonderful response on that. And the other one is uh, the Extraordinary Adventures of G.A. Henty. And that's uh, online only at this point. Um, how can people find you and follow you? You have your own specific um, web, uh, web portal and website. How can they find you? Oh, thank you. Oh, that's a wonderful question to ask. Thank you. <laughs> it is. Um, my company is called Circle Creative Media. So my uh, website is circlecreativenow.com, circlecreativenow.com. And you'll get to see, you can see the celebrities we worked with, the audio dramas we've done. Uh, you can see some of the team. You can see behind the scenes. There's a, sh a shot there in London where we did a recording. And yeah, it's just, it's just fun. So Circle Creative Now. Enjoying this conversation with John Fornoff, we hope that you'll join us for the next episode. Thanks. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.